Welcome to the Midman Podcast, a podcast focused on helping you level up your practice. I'm Jesse Arnoldson. And I'm Jay Holmes. Through interviews with some of the most successful leaders in the industry, we help uncover resources, tools, and ideas to help you level up. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's program. Hey everyone, Jay here with the Medman Podcast. In part one of this interview, we talked about moving from paper to electronic records, shared determination, and how we communicate to our team really matters. Now we will get into part two, where Peter dives in to how we really have one patient and how important it is to be adaptable and flexible. Peter, thanks for joining us again. Good morning. Now, we talked a little bit in episode one about how you got into healthcare, but we know that healthcare is demanding and you know complex. What have you done, what had you done over the years to really keep your flame lit and really keep yourself moving forward? You know, I think that the, the mission is so rewarding. I'll tell you, I get the most pleasure in my job out of seeing a staff member who came to us essentially kind of knowing little or nothing, act with, you know, have to improvise with grace and intelligence and solve a problem that no one could have predicted. You know, when a receptionist gets a call, you know, when she came to us or he came to us, you know, uh, with no medical background and we train them up and we teach them and, and someone comes to the practice with a, with a new problem that no one, you know, a, a new, it's not a medical problem, it's a logistical problem. How are we going to get this person care? And to see that person is to see him or her you know, address that problem, as I say, with creativity and grace and intelligence and thoughtfulness on the fly, just brings tears to my eyes when I think about it. And that, you know, when, when that happens, I, I, I'm ready to work for another year. Either that or that really, that really feeds my soul. Gotcha. And, and certainly, you know, we've seen that, Peter, in the, the multiple attempts to retire and, and come back and, you know, the, the, the ultimate drive there, you know, and it's, and it's an interesting concept of you really find something you're passionate about and, and how hard it is to let go. Yeah. Now, you know, episode one was about a success. Oftentimes we learn more from our failures. Tell me about, you know, a time or, or issues or, or things that didn't go so well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to tell about an interesting one because it, it has haunted me my, my entire career. This happened on a Thursday in July in 1981, Thursday afternoon in the Central Valley of California. A, I had just joined the practice. I had been there about a week and I had, I had come to the conclusion that, you know, pretty quickly that there was someone answering the phones who just didn't have it. You know, she was, she was in the wrong spot. Um, but I didn't want to be a jerk kind of my first week in the practice and fire her or try and find, there wasn't another position for her. So I decided to bide my time for a little while. Well, she took a call and you will, you will see how much, how, how much I was affected by this because the call came in at 217 on Thursday afternoon, it was from a diabetic patient, what was then referred to as a brittle, brittle diabetic patient, someone who's, whose blood sugars would, would vary quite violently. And she took the message, you know, uh, the patient wasn't feeling well, and, the, and this was back in, in paper records, 
and the note fell down behind her desk, between her desk and the wall. It didn't get delivered, and the patient collapsed in a diabetic coma the following day and died over the weekend. Um, was that my fault? You know? Right. It certainly happened on my watch, and I can still see the note. I can still, you know, I can still see her face. I can still, I still know exact. I still know how I felt and feel the same way. And it was, you know, pretty early in my career. And what I learned from that was that you don't judge an error by the outcome, because she could have realized that the note had fallen down behind her desk and gotten it and no one would have known. Or the, the call could have been from the doctor's spouse asking to pick up milk on the way home. Um, it could have been anything, but it wasn't. And, you know, I think the lesson, as I say, the lesson I learned is that it's not the outcome that matters. It's the mistake. It's, it's the act, good or bad, mm-hmm. you know. And you can tell it, it haunts me, even though I can't decide if I was at fault or not, you know, kind of giving the greater, what's the greater good for the practice and greater good for the patient community? You know, kind of the uproar of having, of having staff wonder about, you know, this new administrator coming in and is, is, is he a hatchet guy? Would that have done more damage in the long run? That's what I thought at the time. Was it right? I don't know. Right. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of things to unpack there. I mean, probably a lot of things to unpack there, but you know, and certainly thinking about, you know, feeling that you recognize the problem and, you know, what's the best path to solve that. And then while we're on that path, something significant, you know, and, and terrible happened. How did that incident, that situation, certainly the dynamic between you and, and the, the uh, receptionist, how did that influence your decision-making process as you grew in your career? Yeah, like I say, I think, I think that what I took away from that was that the it is the act that matters and not the outcome that you do something good and something bad happens well you did something good you know you made a good decision you have no way of knowing you have no way of going knowing what confluence of events and coincidences are going to happen tomorrow so you judge today you know you kind of have to live in the moment of making the best decision you can and moving on from it because you have no way of knowing, like I say, that message could have been about picking up a gallon of milk on the way home, in which case we wouldn't be having this conversation, but it wasn't. And so what, what counted was that the message fell behind the desk. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting and, and it's hard to do. I think that that idea is hard to, to really um, put into practice, you know, I, as yeah. I know some of, you know, good poker players, good poker players certainly are good because they can break down their process rather than their outcome. Yeah. And, you know, you can certainly play your hand in a bad way, but win, or you can play in a really good way and lose, right? But it's more important about the, the process and did you do the right things, even if you had a bad outcome. Yeah. But it's so easy for us as, as humans to deflect on the process and just get, you know, feel good about certain outcomes. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that there is a, there's a downside to that though, which I think, you know, if, and I don't know whether this, which I have found in myself and which, and I don't know whether I haven't thought about kind of tracing it back to this incident, but, you know, I think that a physician who sees this podcast would, would might identify with this next statement, which is that I have one, I've had one patient 
you know, when I'm the administrator of a practice, I have one patient and I take care of that patient, you know, all day, every day. And so I tend, I and I think other administrators, there's an aphorism in, in management along the lines of, you know, the solution to every problem creates the seeds for the next one. That a good decision that we made three years ago or five years ago or, or a week ago is creating the seeds of a new problem when the underlying conditions have changed, when we're no longer kind of operating in the same environment. And I've found for me that it's hard to, you know, that that over the years, the longer, the longer I've done this, you know, the the more I find myself kind of identifying with, identifying with good solutions I came up with five years ago, you know, and when do I tweak them? When do I simply say, no, no, that's, that no longer works, Peter, start again. And that's been a hard, that's been a, a hard line to see from me. And uh, why I val- one of the reasons why I valued working with, with MedMen, be, be quite honest, you know, because there's other folks who can come in and, and tell me that, you know, and say, Peter, come on now. And I have to look myself in the mirror and say, yeah, you know, uh, something to think about. Yeah, certainly hard. And it takes discipline. And it's hard just because, you know, we, we work really hard in the beginning of our careers to build the depth and build the, you know, the processes and, and ultimately create some ease and then how how much we have to force ourselves to go back to that cycle and relearn and yeah. and push forward and it's exhausting yeah you know well and, and and it's and it's also you know i mean it's it's emotionally hard to take something that you are so proud of you know like the emr you know that i mentioned in the previous in the previous episode you know i'm i'm 20 years later i'm still proud of of having led that practice to that decision back then when we when we weren't doing EMRs and led them to that decision and led them for to a successful implementation. And so it, it's not just kind of relearning for me at least. It hasn't been just kind of relearning new tools and new knowledge and kind of going back to school every every day when you go into work. But having to look at that and saying, okay, that worked then it, it's the emotional investment we make in our one patient to say you know, that worked then, but it's not working now. Now we have to go back to the drawing board and throw out all that, throw our baby out and, and start again. And that's, and that's, that's, I have found that very hard over the years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, kind of going back to, and, and just to, to kind of come full circle here with, you know, with the initial story, any, you know, obviously, you know, we, we talked about kind of how things would be done differently or, or really, you know, what you pulled out of that. But did you, after that event, was there anything that you did to either the, your processes or hiring the, the seat in that clinic? You know, I think that's why it still haunts me because no, I, it still haunts me because I don't know what I could have done differently that would have led to a better outcome for the practice for the patient, for the overall patient population, for and for that particular patient, certainly, you know, I arrived at I arrived in a in a practice that um, didn't have very good hiring practices. You know, didn't didn't have job descriptions, didn't have didn't understand what they were looking for in that position, didn't have training, didn't have a good training program. Yada 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 yada. I was going to do that anyway. But what haunts me about that? You know, in in all of our big decisions, in all of our big failures, I think the things that haunt, at least that haunt me, 
are when I can't say, okay, this is what I would have done differently. I would, I don't, given what my goal was at the time, I still, as I said, I still don't know whether I would have, I don't know that walking in and saying, well, you're obviously not confident you're fired would have been a better outcome for the practice. Uh, would we have been able to hire someone knowledgeable fast enough and train them up fast enough to avoid that accident? I doubt it. Would that person have have caused more problems while they were getting trained up? Probably. Would I have been able to gain the trust of the of the staff to make the changes that I did have to make over the succeeding months and years? It would have been harder. Um, so that's that's what haunts me. Gotcha. Yeah. Even though you know it was a sound decision. Yeah. You, you know the the control. Sometimes we just don't have control and how hard that is in the role of being the leader. Yeah. How hard that is to really, you know, accept. I hold, I have, I think one of the things that I have enjoyed about this career and my approach to it is that I hold myself responsible for everything that happens outside of the direct physician patient interaction. I think one of the, one of the strengths of my career has been that I believe in my gut that no one wakes up in the morning thinking of new and clever ways to screw up. You know, everyone wakes up wanting, wanting to do a good job at wanting to participate in a mission of value, wanting to go, go home at the end of the day, pleasantly tired having done so. So if something goes wrong, it's my fault. Either it's training or lack of training or they don't have the right supplies or they don't have the right equipment or they haven't been given the the support. Whatever it is, it's my fault. And I believe that. I believe it has served me well and it has, you know, kind of invigorated me in a strange, uh, in a strange way. So looking back on, you know, looking back on, on that, on that incident, yeah, it was my fault. And what haunts me is I don't know what to do differently. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, Peter, I think this is a, a great place to wrap up the second episode here. Now, I really, uh, you know, appreciate your time and thank you, Peter, for hanging out and sharing, you know, 50 years of, of practice management experience with us. Um, certainly a pleasure. Well, thanks so much for asking. It's, it's, been, it's been fun. Well, thank you all for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Peter. For the show notes, transcripts, material from the show, and everything else MedMan does, head over to our website at medman.com. Remember, we'll be here twice a week sharing insights, ideas, and tools to help you level up your practice. Thanks again for joining us today. Thanks for tuning into the MedMan Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's featured guest. For the show notes, transcripts, resources, and everything else MedMan does to help you level up, be sure to visit us at medman.com.